Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to Hoovering, the podcast about eating. I'm Jessica Bostecue. I love eating as much as anything else in the world, but also it sometimes brings me conflict, shame, and all sorts of other things that are rubbish. It's complicated and I think fascinating. This is a conversation with an interesting soul, not just about food, but about gobbling it up, or if you will, hoovering. Hello, please, lovely ones. This is a very Christmassy one. Yay! To see the month of Christmas in, why not? I'm hoovering with ITV's This Morning's lovely resident chef, Clodo McKenna. Uh, thanks for listening to this episode of Hoovering. Thanks for listening to all the episodes of Hoovering. You can help a mama out, that's me, um, by giving it a five star review wherever you get your podcasts from. And by subscribing to it. Also, all I want for Christmas is you to tell other people about hoovering and force them uh, nicely, um, in legal ways, uh, into listening to it too. Um, I'd love that. If you've got even more than the energy and time it takes to do that, for example, spare cash knocking about, um, I'd love that too. Go to patreon.com forward slash the hoovering pod and you will see excellent podcast related stuff like exclusive content and discount tickets to live shows like the one we've got coming up first weekend of uh, February at the Leicester Comedy Festival coming up over at patreon.com forward slash the hoovering pod. If you'd like to come and see me do some stand-up, I run a new material night called Honers Club in Camden, North London, and it's done for 2021 now, but there's a bunch of dates on sale for 2022 now. They're all on my website. They will all be me doing a full preview, i.e. up to an hour of new stuff that will one day be a show. Uh, and it'll be me and one other brilliant friend um, doing the same. At the moment on the Camden Comedy Club website, it says that all the gigs are with Sarah Barron. They're not. 
Sadly, they're not. But they are with people like Izzy Sooty, Mark Watson and Sophie Duker. And also including one friend who's so Hollywood famous, I can't even list them. So snap up your tickets. They're only six quid and they will all sell right out. Links to all the things I've just said there and to everything that Clodagh and I mention in the podcast you're about to hear are, as ever, in the podcast notes. Do use those notes because they take me ages to write. Thanks. Okay, so let's have this lovely episode. It's a shorty because Clodagh only had such a wee window in which to talk to me. And I mean, I thought, do you know what? It doesn't matter, does it? I'm busy. You're busy. She's busy. Um, And you'll be pleased to hear that we cram a serious amount of loveliness into the time that we did have. I define you not to be made peckish by this episode. It's a particularly tasty one. We talked over the Zooms as she's based far away from me and from anyone else by the sounds of it out in the sticks, which also explains her slightly poor connection at times but it's fine you can hear us both throughout and my editor emma has done a great job of clearing the sound up as best as possible it still it still sounds absolutely fine it just you can tell we're not in a studio together um you're gonna love this prepare to get deep 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 into christmas eating rituals delicious here we are it's nice it feels official here we are i know yeah there's no way anyone would know it kind of makes sense doesn't it you wouldn't want people to be secretly secretly <laughs> make it possible to record something I didn't want recorded. Um, uh, well, how are you, first of all, other than busy? I'm great. I am really good. Um, excited about Christmas. Mm. Uh, finally, we have a Christmas that we can actually do this year, which is exciting. I know, I know big time. Um, yeah, I just had a real pang of that the other day. I'm thinking, God, yeah, it is going to be so lovely to tour around seeing everyone. Yeah. Um yeah. Oh, I wanted to talk about Christmas stuff, but first of all, I need to show you that I've just made from your book, from your new book in minutes. I've just made, I went right to the back because I think I too often, I, if I'm cooking for someone who I'm talking to his book, I'd get, you know, you get 10 pages in and you're already excited. That did happen. There's loads. <laughs> also because you open with stuff that only takes 10 minutes to make. So I was like, well, this is too easy. And I wanted a challenge. So I skipped to the back where it's half an hour things and it was half an hour it's i made this like sausage and butternut squash i'm not gonna say i'm gonna say yeah is that how you say it yeah i think orchetti pasta yeah orchetti pasta because i was saying orchetti which is maybe racist isn't that the same thing orchetti yeah. orchetti <laughs> because my iron accent well i don't know if like oh. you make you know what you're doing cooking wise i have been brought up by a brilliant and lovely mum but who says things like for cha 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 instead of for catcher bread and things like that so I just oh, basically am waiting until I become her and I'm going to eat oh. this while we talk um oh god it smells amazing can't go wrong with a bit of butternut squash and sage and we're talking on a I know I don't know where I can't remember where you're based at the moment but I'm in South East London and it's freezing and very grey today um, I know you're very brave with a sleeveless um, top I'm, on. Well, actually, we've had the heating on. Sorry, planet. And I, I'm fresh back from co- the gym and then straight into cooking. So I thought, uh, actually, rather that than do a sort of really eggy disrobe for you, I've, get pull my hoodie off. You know, so I am based in High Clear Park in Hampshire. Lovely. And I have been this morning out for most of the morning. We started here at six this morning with all the crew arriving because we did a live broadcast for this morning. Amazing. Um, which is really fun. So we dug up all lovely root vegetables from the garden oh. and I made Christmas spiced 
parsnip cake. I made mm. curried parsnip and apple soup. And I also made root vegetable crisps. That's a great way to use up any root vegetables that you've got left over. <gasps> Um, Great. Oh, my yeah, word. So that was my morning so far. idea of root vegetable crisps. Could you do that just with the peelings or do you need a whole root vegetable? You need the whole root vegetable. So you wash your vegetable, your root vegetable. Okay. It could be sweet potato, carrot, beetroot, parsnip, celeriac. Um, so you wash mm. and peel it. And then once you've got the first layer of peel off, um, that skin then you just peel normally really thin strips right and then you pop them you've got to spread them out so if you're doing a lot you need to do a couple of baking trays right and then preheat your oven to 100 degrees celsius or gas mark one and then awesome. just let them dry bake inside them until they become dry and crispy it takes between an hour and an hour and a half depending on how moist your vegetables are mm. um, and then you take them out once they're dry and crispy and you toss them in sea salt but you could also add in chilli flakes into it if you want to or smoked paprika and they are just gorgeous and I store them um, in just those kind of um, those kind of tubware tubs because yeah. I keep them really crisp and they're really tight um, and then yeah I've got a whole batch of them now for the weekend yes. it's a really healthy snack and it's a really healthy snack and a really great way if you just have you know sometimes I just have like one carrot left or one mm. parsnip left and you're like what am I going to do with one carton parsnip you can make yes. your own root vegetable crisp and it takes seconds to do well minutes but you can have it done in like in 10 minutes easy I love it. You're so good. Well, this whole new book is all about getting things done just in a short amount of minutes. Presumably, yeah. that's just inspired by a very, very busy life. It is. You know what? I um, so during lockdown, I yeah. started on my Instagram. I started doing a daily recipe video, and I did a hundred and thirty-four days in a row on it. Whoa! Um, yeah, and it was brilliant. And so I kind of gained had started this. This lovely kind of community started on my Instagram, really kind of like organically and naturally. Um, and it went from 30,000 followers now up to 200,000 followers. And oh, my crumbs alive. I need to start doing some cookery. <laughs> and then it just, it just, and so why I'm telling you that story is because we, the community that I have there are really interactive, like they're, really interactive so much so that I had to employ somebody full time just to answer DMs wow it's like a customer service we're like a cookery customer service on my Instagram that's what my husband calls it um, and it. she spends all day answering all the DMs and then sends me WhatsApps all throughout the day going Whoa. if you don't have a, an onion could you use <sighs> da 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 or if you're a celiac what could you use instead and it's really great and I take it quite like I love that people can feel like they can come onto my page and it's a really, yeah. you know, it's not just the kind of like, oh, look at me and look at what I'm doing. It's like, it's actually an interactive one. So there was like lots of feedback from people saying that now that lockdown has all opened up and people yeah. are going back to their normal lives, that they don't have the time anymore to cook, but they mm -hmm. want to hit, live. Um, you know, a better lifestyle. They want to be cooking, they want to eat healthy. Um, yeah. And so then the idea of this book came, I said, you know what, there's such oh, a need, yeah. but surely somebody has done a book that's 10, 20 and 30, because that's in my mind, mm -hmm. being a busy person and we always yeah. have family around, it's quite a busy house and life, um, that 
I cook every single night of the week. We live in the middle of the country, wow. so we we don't have like I can't just dial a takeaway. Get oh really crumbs. If I dial a takeaway, it would probably take two hours or something like that, and I'd be like, okay. So when you get to the gate to the park. Um, it'll take me five minutes to drive down and meet you. By the time it gets up here, the the food is like you know two days old. Um, oh my word! So it just doesn't happen. And anyhow, I love cooking in the evening. I feel like it, mm. it, it's definitely better for my health. I know my health is better from it. Um, and and so yeah, so I usually pick either ten minutes, like definitely tonight because I've had a 5am start yeah. um, and we had the ITV Palooza last night which finished I got home for 2 o'clock oh <laughs> um, crumbs in London going all on um, great guns have you got yeah, leftovers from guns. those things though or do the crew just scoff them up I did feed all the crew oh and my words they keep doing it here at the moment so um, uh, we had a big yeah, we had a big um, lunch for everybody. I just did a big spread for everybody. But um, but like, for example, for tonight, it will definitely be like a 10-minute night when mm-hmm. I'm feeling this kind of tired and I just want yeah. something delicious and tasty. And I, I just want to treat myself. Like, as I, when I say treat myself, I want to, like, have that time when I finish. And I'm quite strict. I finish at 5 o'clock every single day and yeah. that's it. I'm, like, computer down and that's it. Good um, and I have a whole ritual. I have a bath. I start cooking. I light the fire. We sit down and have our supper. I get to bed at eight thirty, and you know, I have, we have a whole ritual going on. Eight thirty, um, you get to bed. I do. You know, because That's I'm amazing. up so early. Yeah. Um, otherwise, I just couldn't do it. Um, so I'm at my best at like six in the morning because I'm wow. at the bed so early. But I love the morning time. Yeah. Some people are night owls. I'm definitely a morning person. I love yeah. the morning. I like wake up with a smile on my face. And at night, I'm kind of like, I want to go to sleep. Oh. <laughs> um, I am a baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they do say... Um, um, like there is a lot of studies being done. I'm like diverting now, but mm. um, as been a, a huge amount of studies done on your well-being, and we should, as humans, be going to bed at that time, and we should be getting up that early because we should always be trying to sleep with the light. Um, right. Obviously, that's hard now during the winter time, but the earlier you can go to bed, the better it is for your health. There's a, um, there's a lot of interesting stuff about sleep, isn't there? There's lo- there's loads of stuff coming out now about if it's better if you can breathe through your nose in the night and stuff like well, that. Well, it is actually audio. better if you breathe through your nose. And I read something really interesting when I was trying to get my son, who's six now and does luckily sleep through the night now, but um, when he was a baby, he never slept for more than two hours at a time for years. And um, I remember reading a really gentle book about sleep that said that we actually like in the hemisphere that we live in have kind of forced our bodies to do huge chunks of awakeness in a way that isn't necessarily natural in the sense that there are loads of cultures that aren't you know that that are potentially doing it better the people who have a nap in the middle of the day like you say really early starts they're allowed a doze at some point good couple of hours kip in the middle of the day and if they're going to carry on later into the night in terms of socializing eating with family that kind of thing yeah so it's really interesting isn't it i know and all the people i know who are like exercise people like actual for their job you know athletes they yeah. are they're them and relatively new parents and you who are all 
warriors in my eyes are all the people I know that go to bed at half past eight. But I sadly am a night owl and creak into action. Um, I'm not grumpy. I'm not grumpy in the morning at all. Um, but I just have a busy head until late into the night. Even when I've tried so hard to go to bed at nine, I will end up just lying there awake for weeks. So I gave up on that. But it's yeah, what I am good at is naps. I'm good at naps. You're good naps. I'm not a good napper. My yeah. sister's like you. She will work right into the night until one or two in the morning, finished up, oh. finishing documents and stuff. And I, yeah, and she is quite grumpy in the morning, I have to say. <laughs> you know, she is the nicest person I know in my life. I'm very lucky to have her as my sister. Oh. But, um, but the, the interesting thing about breathing through your nose, which I've only been learning about recently, and I'm mm, really trying too. hard to do it, is that like, so there was huge studies done on looking back at like, skulls from like years ago and the breathing and how people breathe and years ago people would always naturally breathe through their nose Mm. and the reason it's important to start breathing through your nose more than your mouth is because there's a natural infiltration system through your nostrils that will um, help protect you from toxins so when you breathe in constantly through your mouth there is no um, filtration system and so all the nose is for isn't it yeah and more yeah, and more. And more. So it's not just the hairs, it's actually all the system here. Oh, wow. Um, that um, that helps keep it all out. Um, and then, you know, and important to blow your nose as much as possible to not blow your nose off. But but when you're breathing into your mouth, you're breathing in all yeah. the toxins. But anyhow, but mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that's probably another podcast. That's another are you a podcast. nose breather or are you a mouth breather? <laughs> you could call a podcast hoovering and have it be about how you breathe in and out as much as about eating. I can't. Oh, um, that's true. Maybe. I have to say this pasta is really delicious. Every every oh. element of it. Um, and I made it, like, I only had the half an hour, so I really did make it in 30 minutes, including chopping time. Um, and I was worried. I was like, am I going to have to pretend that the squash is cooked? But it's fine. It's fine. It's really <laughs> delicious. But you can taste every element. I think that's really impressive and a really good sign that, well, obviously, you've just really thought it through. But there's wine and cream and it's quite decadent but also I'm I just worked out for a while so I'm there's two proteins I use this new this is not that new this is or this is not range of fake sausages and I love cannellini beans Um, and I love kale I love everything in it and then a little bit of shallot and garlic I love an excuse to buy shallots um yeah it was lovely and I already had the butternut squash in so that felt like fate Say scrumdiddlyumptious. Oh, no. And then you can be in my podcast. Scrumdiddlyumptious. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Because you've got such a lovely Christmassy backdrop, which listeners won't be able to hear, but I can tell you with my eyes and mouth is really beautiful. And the first one of the year, um, I want to talk about what is your Christmas eating ritual like? Do you have like a, a, how does your day go in terms of Christmas? Let's talk about the eating and the drinking on Christmas Day for you, please. I I'm, I go big on Christmas and I go long as in like, or Christmas <laughs> starts well what are we now November yeah. so my yeah Christmas goes I kind of stretch it all out quite long on Christmas day itself and quite traditional mm-hmm. um we have a lot of family um coming for this um Christmas which is brilliant and yeah. so we'll start we always start off the morning with um a traditional Irish fry up which I never have any other time of the year except for oh. Christmas morning Really? I do it on Christmas morning. I do like the whole, the sausages, the bacon, the plum, or the the black pudding, um, fried bread, um, beans, eggs. We have our own chicken, so we'll be frying up eggs. And I just oh, put it yes. all out in the big table and we'll all munch into that. And then we go for a really big walk after that. So a big hour walk. Mm. Um, everybody gets their rallies on. And the doggies come and we do a big walk. And then when we get back from that, everybody gets, goes up and showers and um, gets their nice clothes on. And then we do Christmas presents opening with champagne. Um, and then so I light the fire. I get all the candles going, get the Christmas songs on and we do Fabulous. Christmas opening. And then I'll do little um, canapes and kind of like little bits and pieces to eat with that, like... Um, uh, like I'll do like uh, gravlax on bellinis with some creme mm. fraiche. Um, I might do some oysters because I love oysters. I know yeah. not everybody loves oysters, but I love I them. I do. Um, and I'm getting some over from uh, Ireland, which is exciting this year. Yummy. Yummy. Um, and then after that, then um, everybody sits down for the big main event. Um and and then for starters, I, I go traditional on it. I do the same right. thing every year. And I think if I changed it, there'd be war. Uh, <laughs> so, um, I get it. my smoked salmon from the same place in the last, mm. I don't know how many years, right. 20 years, um, from the Burren Smokehouse in County Clare, mm. uh, Brigitte mm. Curtin. And that comes all the way over. I actually just ordered it last week. And so we do, and I make my rosemary clover bread, which is in the book as well. Um, yeah, that sneak, is that the sneaky little 50 minuter at the end? Yes, I couldn't. Yes. You know what? It was actually my publisher said, we can't put out the book without putting your bread into it. Every book has to have your bread in it. <laughs> and it's my most downloaded recipe on ITV this morning. Also oh, wow. on my website, everything, everybody. Every, like a lot of people make this bread because basically it's a stir shape and bake bread so there's no kneading there's no proofing there's no waiting around um, it's like my 
unfancy, really healthy because it's good homemade bread that I make every single Saturday morning. Uh, and I make a couple of loaves every Saturday morning and it lasts me through the whole week. And I notice a difference if I don't have that bread and I buy in bread, even if it's like nice sourdough from the supermarket or something, I can tell the difference in my tummy, in my ingestion. It doesn't feel the same. It feels like mm, I'm having a bit of toast, but it's fine when I have my soda bread. Anyhow, I'm digressing again. So (laughs) I have my soda bread made and we have that with lovely butter and I always make aioli. Um, mm. which is a you know, really lovely um, garlic mayonnaise made yeah. with um, egg yolks from our chickens and olive oil and sunflower oil and mustard in there and lemon and dill. And that goes with the smoked salmon and the soda bread. Oh, the dill is in the aioli because that's, yeah. that's a touch. Oh, oh you lovely. Amazing. Yeah, dill, dill or fennel you could put in there. Um, mm. It's really nice. And then on to the main event, I ordered my turkey last week as well. I did all my food orders for Christmas last week. Um, And so I always, when I'm doing my turkey, and here is a tip for anybody who finds their turkey gets dry, which I think is most of the nation, is so you have the skin of the turkey and a lot of people will usually just put their flavoured butter or whatever because it's really nice to add flavour into your butter that you're going to baste around your turkey. Mm. I like to add in squeeze and zest of an orange. Yeah. I'll add in some thyme into it, some mustard mm. and things like that. And it's great to smear it around the skin, but the most important place to smear it is underneath the skin. Yeah. So if the legs of the turkey are facing and the cavity away from you, you've basically yeah. got the back end of the turkey. And then you flip up the skin at the back end of the turkey and there's a natural you can yeah. do it with your hands you can put gloves on you can do it with a knife there's a natural thing that kind of ease that the skin easily comes up if you just yeah. slightly break it and push the softened flavoured butter underneath so you're smearing yes. it all over the breast of the turkey and what that does is that when it goes into the oven then that butter melts down directly into the the actual meat of the turkey rather than just on the skin. Yeah. Um, because when you put it on the on the skin, it doesn't really get into the turkey. And that no. I tell you keeps it really moist. And then I I put it um so when I'm putting it into the oven, I first put it up upside down, my turkey. Yeah. Okay. So all the fat goes right down. And then I turn oh. it and then I do it that way. And then I'll have roast potatoes um, which I parboil first and then once they're parboiled then I do them on the frying pan with a little bit of goose fat and rosemary and garlic Mm. and I crisp them up on the pan and then I use my flour on them I don't but some people put corn flour on them to get them when they're in the fluffing stage between the parboiling and the frying do you want to actually some flour and some thyme then on a little ruffle around because you know what's a really good tip if you didn't want to put the flour on it is yep. a potato masher. So okay. you get your potato masher and you just gently give them a little push. And what that does is it breaks the potato just slightly. And then when you toss them, they get all that crumbliness. Um, yeah. And then I put them into the, take the turkey out and dot them around there once they've had that thing done. And then I always make um, a Christmas spiced red cabbage, which is a slow braise um, of red cabbage with ginger in it and cloves and apple cider vinegar, brown sugar and apples on the top and raisins in there. And that's Ooh, gorgeous. Raisins, yum. Cinnamon? Yeah. 
a little bit of cinnamon. Little bit of cinnamon. Oh, a little bit of cinnamon. I love it. Um, sneak, sneak it into star anise. Um, I don't, but I'll, I'll do it this time. Okay. <laughs> That's my favourite. I think a tiny bit of star anise lifts any of those Christmassy, but my you know, I put, is so delicious. I put star anise into my cranberry sauce that I make. Um, <sighs> so anybody that out there listening that actually buys cranberry sauce, don't do it this year because out of all the things you make at Christmas, yeah, it's, it's the best piece, thing that you can make it fresh. It? And it's yeah. so easy to make. So easy. Fresh cranberries, a little bit of water, sugar, yeah. cinnamon stick. Um, I do put star anise into that. And then yeah. I get a fresh piece of ginger and I stud mm. it with cloves so that's easy then to take out. Mm. Um, and I actually put a little, um, a whole chilli in there as well. And that gives Hello. a little bit of a spice. Yes, Which please. is really nice. And then for dessert, I always make a big trifle. Um, right. I do a mascarpone one. So instead of double oh. cream, I use mascarpone. Um, I that, I think. So it's like a mix between um, a tiramisu and a traditional sherry trifle. That's my trifle. I do it with um, creme de cassis because creme de cassis is really, really beautiful with the... um, I know people traditionally soak the sponges in sherry, but definitely try just cooking off your berries just for a minute or two in creme de cassis because it will... You'll never do your trifle any other way. (laughs) <laughs> um, wow. And those recipes are all up on my website. We have got a whole new Christmas recipe section. So Get it. Grab them. Well, we can um, send people there. We can send people there. And then I'll oh, have amazing. blue cheese. It'll be Stilton this year. We'll be getting a local blue Stilton cheese. And Lovely. I'll make my oat cakes um, to have with it. And we have our own honey. Mm. So we harvest our own. We, make, we harvest our own honey here. We make our own honey. Um, wow. We'll have our own honey with it. And... Yeah, and that's Christmas Day, and then I'll just fall on the couch and watch a a Christmas movie. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds immense. What an incredible answer to that question. I don't think that anyone will ever top that. And to get all the detail of how you make it all as well, I mean, I feel very privileged. Thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) Yum in my tongue. I better ask you some of the silly questions that I always ask on this podcast. Okay, um, go for it. Um, five second rule, yes or no? Five second rule. What does that mean? It means if something's gone on the floor, will you still eat it if you pick it up very quickly? Oh, yes. Yeah, oh, definitely. Good. Okay, good to know. Um, have you ever had a patch where you ate the same thing every single day? No. No, okay. Just the same bread every single week. Yeah, but it would be with different things. So it wouldn't be... Ah, I see. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Um, what's... It's fine if you, also if you haven't got answers to any of these. What's the worst looking but best tasting thing you've ever eaten? The worst looking but best tasting. Um, would probably be... The worst looking... Is what would it be? Um, it would probably be some sort of stew because they all look brown and unexciting. Yeah. Like, for example, like my mom's Irish stew. I was just looking at that recipe a few minutes ago because I was <laughs> gathering all the recipes for next week for this morning. Um, yeah. 
And that doesn't look so exciting, but it's right. one of my favourite things to eat, especially mm-hmm. when I'm feeling a little bit like I need a cuddle or a hug or something. Yes. And I'm with my mom and I, I'll make the Irish stew. <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, if there was no other option, would you eat a person? <laughs> no. Okay, cool. Um <laughs> fun to ask it's incredibly rare that people say no um, it is actually it's really interesting i think um so um do you believe there's anything that demands to be eaten in a particularly ritualistic way a classic example is the cadbury's cream egg for example but people have given me all sorts of things um you know big macs through to how they have a salad of some sort like anything that you think has got to be done um, one in a certain way? Um, let me think. Um, I, mm, oh, okay. So um, I'm just trying to think of last weekend, I made a big pot of my Mexican um, chocolate beef chili. And the next day, like we had it for dinner that night and everybody sat down and had it. But the next day, the following day, the leftovers, which is always the best. Mm-hmm. Um, I popped it into a bowl for us and I lit the fire and I put on a movie and we all cuddled up on the couch with blankets and bowls of chilli and bread. Mm-hmm. Um, I sewed bread yeah. <laughs> um, to dunk into it and yogurt. And I actually don't think there's any other way you can eat leftover chilli on the couch with a blanket and a fire going in a movie oh god I mean that sounds incredibly idyllic yeah um and and a really lovely answer as someone who is a food wizard and obviously knows what they're doing with um well what I would actually love to know if you've got time how, how you got into how you got into doing what you do but also um I wanted to ask if you know it's quite specific why does certain things especially things with spice or heat in them taste so much better than the next day as leftovers or once they've been frozen and defrosted What's going on there? Chemi- it's, 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 all the, it's, it's all the sugars and, and, the, and the spices. Right. Um, if you give them any time um, and you're reheating and all the rest, um, spices um, always react to heat. They get more intense in flavour. And things like root vegetables, um, the longer you, you, you kind of cook them down, if you're doing like a soup, for example, you want to yeah. cook them down for as long as possible before you add in the stock all of a sudden you're getting all the starchy sugars out of them. They all come out of it. Um, and the flavour then is so much better. Is that the same reason why when you make a tom- like a red sauce, you know, like a pasta- tomato sauce, the, the, the slower and longer you can do it for, the sweeter the tomatoes get then? Well, yeah, because the water from it will evaporate. So uh, right. tomatoes are like... I can't remember, I think it's like 99% water or something like that. Um, so all that water will evaporate. So you're getting that really intense tomato flavour, like wine as well. Yeah. And so, and I do, I would love to know how you ended up being a food wizard. Um, so 22 years ago, um, I started training as a chef. I decided I wanted to go into cooking. Um, and it was before it became, I guess, as popular and exciting as it is now. Back then in Ireland, it was like... When I went to tell my parents, it was definitely a, you're going to do what? Are you kidding yeah. me? Um, and it was a hard, it's definitely a hard slog, but it's exciting. I'm so happy I did it. I was very young and in very busy kitchens um, and training and 
and um, for years. Um, and then I got to travel with it then. I lived in Italy, I lived in New York, I lived in France. Um, and then I wow. kind of and all, was always in, in food. Places. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. And so I always Amazing. got to kind of work within food. So at one point I came out of the kitchens and I actually started opening up farmers markets around Ireland because there's only like four farmers markets in Ireland. There's now over 130 something. And so I got really involved in that and the That's government backed incredible. me on it. And that was really exciting. I did that for three years. Um, and that was really exciting. And then, yeah, and then TV came along really naturally. Um, right. I just got, yeah, asked if I wanted to do TV series and I thought, maybe. Yes, so yes, I yes. filmed it in Ireland and then the minute it was finished filming, I moved to Italy. Um, <gasps> and so I was never kind of, and I, I remember the first time I came back after it'd been on every single week in Ireland and I came back and it was like, okay, so I'm now a household name. Okay, great. I can oh, walk down the wow. street. <laughs> so it was quite amazing. And that was like a long time ago. So that I got used to that very, very, quickly right. in Ireland um, and just in that recent. It was like, like 14 years ago and I did my first TV series. Um, and, and yeah, and then I moved to England six years ago to London. Um, and and yeah, it's been, it's been, I love living here. I love the yeah. food scene here. I love, I love my job at this morning. I started officially at this morning nine months ago and amazing. it's been an amazing I love it I love to get to cook live every single week sometimes twice a week um, for like Wonderful. three million viewers it's brilliant um, it's extraordinary I know it is a really iconic show here isn't when it like the, it, and when you put it like that as well it is um, it's an enormous amount of pressure but now I get like you uh, no one I was like how is this lady so sane and calm but it's that clocking off at five o'clock thing and you go oh I understand you've just nailed the self-care to go with this yeah you have high to. pressure life also, yeah you really do have to I think like it's obviously entirely different being a comedian but also you have um I think in any job where you need to make room for creativity it's an absolute must to have yeah to not be essentially um, have your life, have your to-do list so full that there's no gaps for that. And um, that that five o'clock bath is like, I, I feel like that's gold dust. To it hear. is gold dust. Because yeah, I think it's people so important. assume that successful people never stop. And actually... And a lot of them don't. But then they then you'll break, they'll break. Not everybody can do that. And very few people can do that and not be happy yeah. anyway. I think, um, and we're talking about the sort of eating that brings great deep joy um, that goes with, I feel like it's very natural that things like just going to bed an hour earlier or, you know, taking Thank an you. hour out and having a bath and flicking through a book, turning a screen off, etc. It's a big deal. All those things tie in with each other. Well, I do. I do think, like, even if it's you're not doing it for work, even if just as humans, what we have to do. I think it's what well, I definitely have learned over my life is that it's like people are always asking me, "Oh my God, how are you so happy? What do you, you do all the time?" And I'm like, I act, I do make an effort. Like, I yeah, it, it's it, it's number one. My number one priority is my before everybody. My own thing is my own self care and. Um, and making sure that, you know, I think every day 
when I get up, I do my exercise. I meditate twice a day. I drink a pint of green vegetable juice in the morning after I've exercised and after I've meditated. Like I give all of that time to myself. And then I work really hard during the day. And then I'm a cuddle. Like I'll get so many requests from like my agent or public and they'd be like, they can only do seven o'clock or can you do this at eight? I'm like, "Mm -mm." nope. (laughs) <laughs> good for you no because it's so important because then you yeah, can't it is so important you've got to have it like a, a balance in your life yeah totally <sighs> an angry cowboy pokes a seahorse in a way which releases a terrible stink into the world which means that um, all anyone can smell is like kimchi um, and it's like that kind of like corpsey kimchi smell and um, the smell um Uh, is so horrific people stop procreating even kissing they're grumpy all the time eventually they stop eating it's a sort of really slow smelly apocalypse luckily the cowboy and the seahorse have agreed to put the stink of the world um, back to just fine or variable Um, but only if you and weirdly it does have to be you Cloda um, agree to make uh, 890 million loom bands all whilst doing the rumba but also whilst singing Adele's new song, Easy On Me, on a loop, but in Spanish. It sounds impossible, but you do it. You're a hero. Your award, in reality, is a place in history as the woman who saved us all from a smelly apocalypse. Your award in the moment, and bearing in mind the rumba, your mouth was busy singing, 890 million loom bands, you are starving. Your reward in the moment is the feast of your dreams. Now it's a fantasy feast. It's the opposite of a last meal because you couldn't be happier and you couldn't be hungrier. I don't care in this instance as it's a fantasy. I don't want you to think about consequences. I'm not particularly interested in health, ethics, any of those things. Just in an, an, an example of pure, decadent, hedonistic, genuine, what's going to bring you the most joy in your fantasy in that moment if you were the happiest and hungriest you possible. What would you eat and drink? And if you if you can, a glass of chablis and six um, curling fridge um, oysters from Ireland. Oh, that gives me joy every time. It's my biggest treat. I love it. And would you go anywhere? Is there anywhere particular you'd love to have those oysters and chablis? Yeah, in West Cork in Ireland. Oh, oh. yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, thank you so much for doing this. Best of luck with the book. It's thank brilliant. So I've cooked much. from it. It was flipping delicious. Oh, um, I hope it's not cold now. I highly recommend. I, I sort of sneakily ate it while you were talking me through your Christmas, babe. It was oh, joyful. Thank you. Oh, how funny. <laughs> okay. Almost, anyway. Happy days. Um, lovely. Lovely to meet you. Oh, and, you too. Um, thank you yeah. so much for having me on your wonderful podcast. Pleasure. Take care. Go well. And I'll see you again. Yeah. Bye. Thank you. Bye. What a lovely one. Cloda's new book of quick dinner recipes is called In Minutes and it's in shops now. Make a very good birthday uh, birthday present, well, for Jesus, or Christmas present, I would say. Um, if you're still shopping for those, if you know someone who likes cooking dinners, but real quick. Um, and there's loads of recipes, as she mentioned, on her website, clodamckenna.com, including all the new Christmassy ones that have just gone up there. And if you don't already follow her, which I'm sure you do, it's not such a bloody national treasure. She is at Cloda underscore McKenna. And Cloda is C-L-O-D-A-G-H underscore McKenna, M-C-K-E-N-N-A on the gram. 
everything interesting that she or I mentioned, including links to her book, her website and her Instagram are as ever in the podcast notes. Use them, please. Feel free to support this podcast, hoovering with lovely reviews and recommendations or indeed with cold hard money over on Patreon or at ACAS supporter. Follow us on social media at The Hoovering Pod. I'm on there too, at Jessica Foster Q. Anything longer than a tweet you want to send me, uh, you can email me through my website, and that's also where you can buy tickets to see me doing stand-up. JessicaFosterQ.com Huge thanks to Acast for hosting the podcast. Hoovering is produced by Emma Corsham, and the music is by Mike Greenway. Until next week, happy hoovering. 